how can we imagine education differently? And for me, all of those principles around can you, the hope, the confidence, but also that idea of imagination um, is really critical. Welcome to episode four of Can You Imagine? On today's episode, Roger and I will be discussing the incredible relationship between Can You Canada and the Faculty of Education at the U of M. Joining us is Dr. Michelle Honeyford to describe this incredible partnership. Welcome back to Can You Imagine, a podcast dedicated to sharing the stories of hope, confidence, and action in Winnipeg youth. As always, I'm joined by Roger Barrington, founder and executive director of Can You Canada. How are you doing, Roger? Oh, Daniel, I'm doing fantastic. I'm so excited for this episode. Uh, Michelle Honeyford's joining us. I can't wait to do some reminiscing of all those uh, great B.Ed. programs that we got going. You bring up this uh, concept of the B.Ed. program and uh, Dr. Michelle Honeyford, and I'm wondering if we can get uh, a little bit more details on that. What is the B.Ed. program? Yeah, so Daniel, it, uh, I, I got to tell you the story. When we started Can You 10 years ago, we're celebrating our 10th birthday this year. And it started largely because of the Faculty of Education and its generosity. Uh, you know, Rita Crochane, who's a Canu board member, is the manager uh, at, at the faculty and, and runs all the administrative and human resource parts of that faculty. And the, and the dean at the time, David Manzik, is, was just an incredibly generous and kind and forward-thinking dean, understanding the value to his faculty and his students, as well as to CanU. So very community-minded. So we started, and uh, you can imagine, just imagine listeners for a second, that in any given CanU night, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays, typically uh, we have 200, 125 to over 200 kids descend on a university campus for that evening. And they arrive in three or four busloads of uh, bus loads and they come to a central place where they divide up into their teams, meet their mentors, get ready to go off on their learning experiences. And we needed the right kind of facility with the right kind of room to make that happen. And the Faculty of Education at the University of Manitoba has the perfect room, room 200. And so that was that was uh, game changing for us to have a facility and to have a faculty that was so supportive uh, and could understand our vision. In fact, when you walk into the faculty, there's a, uh, a big screens, television screens up on the wall, and they have uh, images of CanU and its programs that kind of float through there and uh, highlight some of the CanU programs. It's just an incredible partnership. It has been since day one. Uh, when Dr. Honeyford came to the University of Manitoba early on, she was a part of that faculty, still is, and she uh, became, uh, you know, deepened that partnership with us. And and the benefit to those students who are teacher candidates is immense. So we're deeply grateful to the leadership of that faculty and all of the ways in which they support what we do, including storage space, office space, and classroom space. It's it's amazing. Absolutely. I Every time I talk to a B.Ed. student that was previously a mentor, I ask, well, why did you want to get into education? And the answer is always, you know, I showed up to do my mentoring duties with CanU and discovered that I love education. I love teaching kids. I love inspiring kids. And that's why I became a teacher. So there's this real symbiotic relationship with mentors, the faculty of education, and CanU as a whole. You know, Daniel, that's such a great point. And uh, we have had, uh, as you say, a, a number of our mentors who have discovered 
their calling in life, you know, to become a teacher through their uh, role as a volunteer with Can You. I have to also sh give an amazing shout out to the custodial staff at the Faculty of Education. They are so kind to us. You can imagine 200 kids sweeping in, you know, three times a week and they, those custodians are just so supportive and they understand that they're a part of something great. And by, by helping us, they get it. They get that that's part of their contribution to something much bigger uh, than themselves. And we are so deeply grateful for them. Absolutely. So you were talking a little bit about uh, Dr. Honeyford's work with uh, Can You, as well as the Faculty of Education's partnership. And it's so important to have champions like Dr. Honeyford in the faculty advocating for Can You, but also bringing Can You to another level. Um, mm -hmm. Can you give us a little bit more information about uh, Dr. Honeyford and what she's going to be talking with us about? Well, you know, boy, there's so much to say here, but Dr. Honeyford arrived at the University of Manitoba 10, 12 years ago, and she uh, volunteered to come and uh, or asked if she could come and observe it. And then she got going, you know, her, her creative juices started flowing and she started thinking of different ways in which she could uh, both uh, in contribute to the kids learning experiences who are in CanU, but also create an environment where teacher candidates had an opportunity to hone their skills, particularly in uh, a creative expression, like designing creative learning experiences, and then having the ability to reflect on what they were designing and what they were learning and what they were doing together as a group. In fact, I think there was one year when there was close to 50 uh, teacher candidates in that cohort of uh, academy leaders. And so, you know, this is not a small little thing that involves a few students. This is this is game changing. This is helping uh, future teachers see the potential of kids that may not always uh, get the, the kind of opportunity that they should get, you know, to be thought of with the potential that they truly have. And so it, it, Michelle came in and she became such a huge part of what we were doing. And uh, the timing was fantastic. Well, I can't wait to have a conversation with her and hear her perspective on her time with Can You. So after the break, we'll be chatting with Dr. Michelle Honeyford. Stay tuned. Do you have a Can You story you want to share? Sharing your story is as easy as visiting canyoucanada.org and clicking on the Share Your Story Here button. Whether it's a simple moment of joy, an obstacle you overcame, or an account of all your Can You adventures, Can You Canada wants to hear your Can You stories. Can You would love to share your story of hope, confidence, and action with the Can Universe. Welcome back to Can You Imagine? Roger and I are joined by Dr. Michelle Honeyford. How are you doing, Michelle? Great. Thank you so much, Daniel. It's great to see you and to see you, Roger, as well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Roger and I chatted a little bit about your involvement with Can You and the Faculty of Education prior to, to having you on, but I'm interested to hear your perspective. Um, tell me a little bit about your role at the University of Manitoba and how you came to be in that role. Sure. Thanks, Daniel. Um, I was for a long time, a middle school, high school teacher, um, and, and very passionate uh, about teaching, loved teaching, knew it was, you know, sort of my calling and, and where I might find myself for, for years very, very early on. And 
Um, when I think about, you know, can you, I think about teaching, I think about those connections that we make with kids. Um, and they happen in our classrooms, but they also happen outside the classroom. Um, and for me, when I think about, you know, my, my teaching days, I think about all the ways that I connected with kids uh, through clubs, through organizations, extracurricular activities. Um, and I just think about how I would see kids' leadership and confidence and creativity, you know, their problem solving, you know, they just rise to the occasion in those um, environments and just what a what an honor and, and, you know, what fun uh, it was to engage with kids in those ways. So I love teaching. And now as I explain to Can You Kids, when I get an opportunity to introduce myself, I feel like I just have the best job. Um, I get to teach, I get to research, I get to learn with and from other educators who care deeply and are passionate about kids and the communities where they teach. They're advocates um, for social justice. They're working on truth and reconciliation, changing our educational systems in the ways that they need to be changed. Your, your comment about helping teachers, I'm really curious about this and I, I want us to explore it a little bit is, how do you, you know, you see uh, teacher candidates learning how to incorporate different, um, you know, what, what I would say would be foundational human capacities, right? Problem solving, creative thinking, collaboration. That is underneath the curriculum and embedded within the curriculum. And it, it reminds me of a, a, a quote that always inspires me uh, by Abigail Van Buren that says, you know, if you want uh, kids to have their feet on the ground, put a little responsibility on their shoulders. And I think that that's true of the children that are involved in Can You, but also those teacher candidates who are given early on this additional uh, opportunity to hone their skills with uh, conveniently right on campus with amazing kids. Uh, whenever I visit those academies, and we'll talk a little bit about them, how uh, the joy and the passion that your students uh, put into things, it's just incredible. So I can imagine you being their mentor, or was a, you were a great teacher yourself, and it would have been fun to have seen you in the classroom. Uh, thanks, Roger. Um, and I, I just, it, it's absolutely true. And it was actually through a, um, an extensive literature review that I conducted with one of the BN students, uh, Phil Cook. And Phil was a student in um, my um, middle senior year, sorry, my senior year's English language arts methods course. And um, Phil actually came to me, he had found out about uh, the universities, one of the first years the university had run their undergraduate research uh, award uh, program. And Phil had come to me to talk as a faculty member about my research. Uh, and was there, you know, any projects I was working on that that he might work with me for a summer and then the university funds those students for a summer of, of research. Um, so it was a it was a fantastic um, opportunity and I said to Phil what I'd been involved in Can You for a couple of years by then we'd run some different kinds of programming and I said to, to Phil what what I really want to do is you know create a model uh, of Can You and do some research around it. And then what we found, Roger, was exactly what you just uh, indicated, right? That actually, um, you know, first and foremost, teacher candidates wanted experiences where they could work collaboratively, uh, where they could really learn from one another in a space. And even if it was just, you know, sort of while carpooling to a community site and back, they wanted to, you know, 
chat with each other about their experiences and shoot ideas off one another, um, debrief a little bit. Um, but they also valued the capacity to have some ownership, to have some agency over the program. So in other words, they found most valuable the programs where they, they weren't just expected to walk in and execute something that had already been created, but they really wanted and found valuable in some of those programs were opportunities where they could contribute um, to the design or shape of it to make it their own a little bit. And I think that is and continues to be a really unique aspect um, of the CANU experience for teacher candidates. Uh, really, the sky's the limit. It's their imaginations, uh, what they're passionate about, how they can see bringing together some of their passions and interests and creating something that is really unique, fun, uh, and challenging uh, for kids. You know, Michelle, it, there's so many principles embedded in this that are true not only for the uh, BA students but also for the kids and I think of RBC did a groundbreaking uh, study a number of years ago and they published a report afterwards called humans wanted which was kind of a look a future look at work and what were the foundational skills uh, for people you know down the road who wanted to be successful and employable and they highlighted some of the very things that you brought forward you know people need to know how to collaborate they need to know how to think critically they need to know how to be creative how to think outside the box they need to know how to communicate well and so those are our four fundamental things that I see present in everything that you and your students are doing. And Daniel, it's going to be amazing to talk a little bit about some of the incredible academies that were designed by these students. But I want to say two of the outcomes of that that I see on both sides, again, the kids side and the student side, is a sense of community, uh, a, the, a diverse community where people are coming together. You talk about across streams, but we also talk about cultural diversity. The, the, te the teams are so diverse and they learn from one another. And it's a safe environment where they can share their ideas, they can experiment, they can even fail. But that's the whole point of what they do. And secondly, is confidence. I love what I see happen in those teacher candidates as they have these opportunities to try different things. Again, I just have to say this, critical thinking, collaboration, communication, um, and you know, creativity, all leading to a sense of community and confidence down the road. What what a tremendous formula for success. Absolutely. And, and, and in my experience, chatting with some of the, the previous B.Ed. students and current teachers, when reflecting on their time with the B.Ed. academies, the same answers always emerged. It gave the opportunity for collaboration. Like that's such an important concept in the, the BEAT academies is working together to find something that works and being able to cut your teeth with all of these new techniques you've learned from school and get excited about it and get the kids excited about it. And uh, it, it's such a fantastic, uh, fantastic program, especially, and, and I'd like to go into some of the examples of the academies that are happening right now, uh, or that have happened over the past couple of years, because there's some mainstays, and then there's some creative new ones that pop up every year. Uh, Michelle, what are some of the academies that, uh, that really stick out to you as being really interesting or ones that kids really resonate with? Well, the, the quick answer to that is, all of them um, and I really do kind of want to give a little shout out because I think over the years and uh, you know this goes back to you know 2013 um, when we designed uh, the the academy program in our can you education partnership um, 
And uh, so like over the years, we, we started in that first year, 2013, with just an amazing five offerings. Um, Can You Dig, which was an archaeology inspired uh, academy, um, a creative writing academy, an illustration academy. Um, really interesting little story. Those two academies um, realized the illustration realized that they needed stories to illustrate and the story writers needed illustrations to go with their stories. So partway through, you know, they came together and uh, shared their stories and then the illustrators wrote their illustrations and books were published in six weeks. Um, it was wow. tremendous. Um, we started then with a musical theater that has become, uh, you know, kind of a mainstay throughout in various uh, iterations over time. Um, a science academy, you know, where the kids got lab coats and, you know, could blow things up. Um, so that was an amazing year launching the program. And I'd say over time, you know, just standout after standout. Um, that second year, we had programs in hip hop, uh, American Sign Language, coding, fashion design, uh, textile arts and discover space are um, the latest two that we're running with this year. Um, we've had long standing programs like Can You Sew, uh, led by teacher candidates in human ecology. And this has just provided them an opportunity um, to really develop you know, their practice um, and to do all kinds of students. We've, we've invested in uh, six uh, sewing machines like the ones that they would find in schools. Um, they've done hand sewing and machine sewing with kids over the years. And that's a legacy. They, they keep handing off the program, bringing new teacher candidates in who then continue it the next year, bring new candidates in. Um, it's just been a fabulous thing to see their leadership over the years. Uh, we have had lots of dancing. Can you move it? Can you feel the beat? In addition to the hip hop one, um, kids have written scripts, designed costumes, acted, directed, and produced their own movie in uh, Movie Maker Studios. Uh, they've written plays and, you know, sort of their own takes on fairy tales and Can You Act? They've written graphic novels um, and they've designed, pitched, and developed their own business in Can You be an entrepreneur. That was amazing. Um, and I'd say kids, kids love, love the invitations that they've had in various academies to solve problems, work on puzzles and mysteries. Roger mentioned a couple. Um, but early on, we had geocaching, which happened all over the campus. Um, we've had Can You Secret Agent, Crime Scene Investigators 2.0, Can You Solve a Murder? Um, and we've had two iterations on escape rooms, including Escape Through Time, which was um, all about period, periods of time, um, where, the, where the teacher candidates would come dressed in, in period costumes, uh, and all the puzzles were about learning about that time period. Uh, we had Can You Not, which was that collaboration between our knitters and our crocheters, um, in a room and um, engineering and science, physics in Can You Build? And then we've also had lots of opportunities for fitness, games, and sports. We've had group games, fitness for mind, wellness for body, um, variations on the amazing race. Uh, it's, it, it's been wonderful. Suffice to say, not your average after-school program. <laughs> Amazing. What a, what a detailed process. Thanks, uh, Michelle, for reminding us of all that goes into that. It's awesome how, again, everybody uh, benefits, everybody grows, everybody uh, is inspired, uh, and it, it works in, within, this, within this community. So it's been an amazing uh, 
program that uh, that Michelle has designed. Again, we, we I have to give a uh, you know just a, some credit to our Can You staff. You know, Brittany and Josephine and Angelic in particular. They they have had the incredible task of organizing all of these choices that children will rank. And I think we are, uh, it's amazing if they have, you know, eight or 10 choices and kids will get, the vast majority of kids will get their top two choices. It, rarely do you see a kid have to take their third choice in any of these. And we take it extremely seriously. We don't want any child to be disappointed. You've got to factor in friendships where kids want to be in the same academy together and they're lobbying and trading and, and uh, you know manipulating their mentors to give them a good word for a particular thing. It would be so much easier if you just tell a kid, this is what you have to do, right? This is the program you're going to, but we don't believe that that's the best way, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but it creates a lot of work for our staff and they deeply care about kids having a very positive experience when they come to Canyon. And part of that is getting uh, their top choices in, in their academies. You know, just to give a brief example of that, uh, in the Movie Maker Studio um, Academy, which was led by six teacher candidates who proposed that in their six weeks, they'd produce a student-written, student-directed, student-performed, student-edited movie, um, and do so with just a couple of iPads, a homemade green screen, right, and free software. And uh, that first evening, you know, they again came to the planning party, they got really excited, they're planning their first night with lots of games, um, you know, developing their expectations for what it would mean to work together as, you know, on the set um, with the kids, uh, and how they were going to go about giving the students choices and options, right? The, the kids were going to decide everything, what kind of movie it would be, you know, who was going to play all the roles, um, how they would be, you know, creating this and then doing the work of it. So that first night comes around and one of the students, I'll just call him Terrence, uh, makes it very clear that this is not where he wants to be. Yes, he had chosen this one, but now he changed his mind and wanted to be with a friend in another academy. And that, you know, he was going to make sure that that switch happened after the first night. And uh, the teacher candidates, right, just sort of despite that resistance said, well, Terrence, you're, you're here now and you're going to be because they're not going to make any switches until after the evening. So, you know, join us, just have some fun and then we can have that conversation with you. And uh, so, you know, they played some games, uh, you know, Terrence kind of sat on the edge, but he moved closer, moved closer. And as they were asking for, you know, ideas around, you know, we're going to play this game, but you need to give us the characters, you need to give us the setting, you need to give us the plot, right? And Terrence's hand went up, went up again, went up again. They were using his ideas. Terrence was coming up with all kinds of great ideas. They played out really mm. well. Um, and Terrence was still reminding them that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be here next week, you know, kind of a thing. Um, but by the time they got to the point where they were saying, hey, you know, who would like to be what in this movie making studio? Terrence raised his hand and said, I want to write the script. And the teacher candidates, <laughs> who must have been thinking like, you know, this kid is a bit of a flight risk, you know, said, yeah, Terrence, we think we can do an amazing job at writing the script. We've seen the ideas that you've been coming up with and we think you would, you would be a great script writer. Um, you know, another student, Kalik says, I'd like to do it too. 
And we've got two um, script writers for Can You Movie Makers. And then Terrence negotiated that he thought whoever wrote the script should also direct the movie because they would be the ones who know the story best. And they said, absolutely, Terrence, you can write the script you can direct the movie. And they spent the rest of that night, Terrence Kalik and a teacher candidate, right? Coming up with brainstorming ideas for this story. And it came to be, you know, a classic sort of, you know, superhero origin story, but with tons of unexpected plot twists. Um, just a fantastic, you know, good versus evil, save the world, you know, movie oh. that they created in those six weeks. An incredible story of, just the development of confidence through these programs and really seeing potential, seeing possibility and, and really leveraging it and seeing it flourish. That's incredible. Here's another one of these foundational skills uh, where those teacher candidates had to negotiate uh, and, you know, resolve a conflict or be able to, you know, have the uh, social intelligence and the and the emotional intelligence to deal with an unhappy child. These these are are skills uh, that are transferable not only to a teaching career but in life in general. Like when you have that very positive experience where you can help a child find their place in a project in a uh, and and get excited about it and change their mind. What a what a tremendous thing. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's that's exactly um, you know the kind of space, and and it was in the de the debriefing, right? Their collective conversation afterwards, which we always begin with uh, a prompt. Uh, I've developed an kind of an inquiry framework over the years, and it begins with that question of, you know, to to describe an unexpected moment. And they go around the circle in their groups, and they talk about their unexpected moments. And that night, the unexpected moment was how unhappy Terrence was and how he turned it around. And it was really the agency of Terrence that they recognized, right? In seeing a role for himself uh, in the movie as someone who could generate ideas, generate this story, generate this narrative and really channel that energy. And actually the extensive knowledge he had of the superhero comic world, right? And really bring that into an original story, um, an original movie. So. The, the teacher candidates in that in that reflective space, they're sharing what they've paid attention to. And it was it's almost like a movie, right? To, to play it back and listen to those debriefings because they're adding scenes to that story. And as they told each other about it, they realized that actually every single one of them had interacted and connected with Terrence in some way between the time, you know, that he walked into the room and announced, you know, he, he wasn't going to be staying and the time where he volunteered. Each one of them had had like a, a little interaction with him, but they didn't know that, you know, they pieced that together afterwards and they, they realized that, that that was important. They had sent, you know, messages to Terrence that they wanted him to be there, whether they, you know, kind of were joking around with him, trying to make a connection with him in that way. Way. And I think, you know, when that happens in, in the space where, where people are collaborating, right, and adding their perspectives and their insights, and we see that from so many diverse perspectives, there's not just one storyline. There's not one storyline about a kid. There's not one storyline about what should happen next, right? There's not one storyline around, you know, what it is that that we need to be doing, right? There's multiple possibilities, multiple potentials. And the idea is that we're really getting together and talking about, you know, what if, 
then this, right? What if, then this, it's contingencies, it's possibilities. And really that's what teaching is. Mm, I love that. It's, it's this sense of improv, you know, it's yes. And, you know, you don't end a story. You, you, you get what you get from, from the previous piece and you have to run with it and you have to go with it. It highlights for me another principle and that's the principle of belonging. Here, Terrence wanted to be with his friend, you know, and so he wasn't with his friend in this academy. He didn't feel like he belonged, he didn't fit. And what those teacher candidates did in, in, in addition to many other things is they helped, uh, helped Terrence belong and helped him see himself having an important role not only did he belong he was a contributor and uh it's so important for us to help people help kids see that especially early on this is again a part of that formula if you will of hope growing into confidence which then grows into action so michelle it's been such a pleasure to be uh working with you and and, and so thank you michelle for your level of commitment to the kids and the, and the ideas behind Can You is immeasurable. And I, I am so thankful to consider you a good friend and, and a partner in what we're doing. And you're changing a lot of, a lot of lives, not only in the moment of the program, but the ripple effect of how many great teachers are being uh, inspired by the work that you do and that they're going out and they're having a very, very positive impact on our school system here in Manitoba and beyond. It's fantastic. It is. And the, and the credit goes to, you know, those teacher candidates who, as you said, Roger, are, you know, taking time uh, in an intensive program. Our BEAD program is, is really an intensive program. Um, and as you said, they're juggling jobs, they're juggling their, their own children, um, um, caring sometimes for, for parents and others. Um, it's, it's amazing that they step up year after year. They're raising really good questions, you know, about teaching and about learning and about how things are sometimes in schools but also imagining how they might be otherwise, right? How can we imagine education differently? And for me, all those principles around can you, the hope, the confidence, but also that idea of imagination um, is really critical, you know, to change, is really critical to questioning. Why is it that we do the things that we do? How can we be more inclusive um, of our students and their ways of knowing and being? And we've learned powerful things from the kids, the amazing kids who've been part of our program. Um, and it's just been, you know, an honor and a pleasure to, to be and share in that space, you know, with them um, year after year. And, and, and with some of them to, to have seen them grow through the program. Um, we've just had amazing opportunities to imagine, right, uh, you know, a program that could be meaningful, valuable, um, and transformative for, for kids. Um, for teacher candidates and uh, for our communities. So it's, it's been fantastic. Well, well said, Michelle. Thank you. That's, uh, that's brilliant stuff. Can you imagine? That's <laughs> one of the things that, uh, you know, we think, can you imagine a different school system? Can, you know, uh, we know in Can You, there's so many amazing teachers in our city and province. Can you imagine as we add to that number of amazing teachers, the impact that this can make on our on society as a whole? Absolutely. Michelle, 
thank you so much for joining us today, taking the time out uh, to share some of your stories and your perspectives uh, of your time with CanU and your time at the university. Really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Thank you for listening to episode three of Can You Imagine? Can You Imagine wouldn't be possible without the production and editing assistance from Taryn and Rita Kumar. Don't forget to subscribe or follow Can You Imagine wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode.